When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. With me, as always, Kristen Studdard. That's me. Hi, Kristen. Hello. Very excited to have our guest with us here today. Very funny stand-up comedian. Uh, Another person with some Chicago roots. Hell yeah. Matt Bronger. Hey. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you for being a part of this. I know it might seem like a bizarre thing to talk about. I like it. I like the angle because it's uh, it's it's one of the it's one of those things that no one uh, really thinks about, but they every it, 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 they cart it out every year, and everyone makes the same joke about like there shouldn't be a Hall of Fame. It's, right, mm-hmm. rock and roll's the edge, man. It's rock a great, and roll's it's a great is take being out there, and, it, and it's just it's over and over and over again. But it, and it, and it, and they bring these bands up, and I think what people more often than not I feel like look like is just like oh they still hate each other that band mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. just I mean uh, you gotta at that point be tired of the songs probably tired of each other too much history too much wild youth uh, yeah. and and it's always like oh what defines rock and roll what doesn't right kind well, of thing also yeah. I mean because it's not only just having the band there but often it's reuniting bands yes to bring back those old members who uh, are not there anymore for a reason yeah. right and right. That, that can get uh Harry. And I feel like rock and roll is is now quaint and and kind of adorable. Yes. And it's which is good because too much, you know, punk got it made into this thing of like, oh, that's the term for what's the edgiest, what's the craziest, you know, mm-hmm. hence you know, bullshit takes like, I mean, conservatism is the new punk, you know, because <laughs> because everyone hates it. Because the yeah, cuz like the point of punk was, was everyone the, hates you. Like right, not that, necessarily. Yeah. The truest It's more you hated yourself. Yeah. So, you know, in fact, maybe conservatism is the new punk yeah. cuz you you deep <laughs> yeah, down the, really hate there's yourself. There's self-loathing. Yeah. There's so much self-loathing. The truest counterculture is staying the same. Yeah. It's, so it's like when you think of it's it's almost like Rolling Stone magazine always kind of struggling to maintain its 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 validity relevance. I guess in the face of uh relevance better yeah. word better yeah. word yeah right good way to do that you got to put Jim Morrison on the cover once Yet a again. year once trot a year, out the classics get him out there. you know what i i we that's, that's been brought up before the yeah. idea that like their their covers really what i think it is and i think because we looked it up and jim morrison has not been on the cover but in a bob while. dylan has been put been on the cover yeah like a ton. it's I like bob dylan bruce springsteen here's what i think it is uh that maybe is registering with you is that very frequently rolling stone will do special editions yes that are at the count at the uh checkout counter at mm-hmm. the grocery store and it'll be like the 60s revisited yeah. once it, again remember I, I think i saw one where it was just like the eagles 
He's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why would it just be the Eagles? Should it the Eagles still everywhere? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think usually it has to like correspond with some bullshit uh anniversary yes but it's like the type of anniversary where it's like oh you you've managed to do this every five years like 45th anniversary uh, like 45 yeah, wow. and, yeah and everyone has heard all the stories unless you can dig out which i find i i hear much more interesting lore in podcasts mm-hmm. where you know like things like uh you must remember this where it kind yeah. of goes into history that like yes well i never knew that yeah. who's that person i think if you had like a day that glenn fry and and don henley like we're so angry at each other. Like one like punched the other in the face, and they both went and did coke separately, and then met at a party. <laughs> like I want to hear this story yeah. where something yes. went so so goddamn bad, and even if it's not that interesting, that's more interesting to me than you know they took the stage. Uh, Hotel ro- California had just come out. It was a smash, <laughs> and they and they rocked with the <laughs> joints. Yeah, they rocked with their shirts open. Well, that did you see the Eagles documentary? No. It has come up on this podcast and a okay. number of times. I still haven't seen it because I don't uh, well, do my research. It's like kind of warts and all. Yeah, okay. Like they, and there's stories about them punching each other. Which oh, is, okay. Which is great. And, and funny that you would and mention it's, that. Cause it's, it's Glenn Fry is the big asshole or he's the Well, they're all one. assholes, but, but Glenn the, Fry the is top dog yeah. asshole. Well, he he was definitely like the – the he, he he looked like the one that played football. Like in, yes. in the whole band, mm-hmm. he, he looks had like a jock. he had that Cro Magnon head, you know, mm-hmm. that He's I, I the... kind of have a little bit of this 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 brow, this weird kind of thing. I, the chin is not there. I was born without it. I think all my solidity <laughs> went up there. But like it's it's it, he has that 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 Hulk like they got big shoulders, yeah. you know. He doesn't look like a guy that would be going. Yeah, that's like the the kind of core of the documentary is that these guys are all singing like very. Uh, soft relaxation songs and yeah, they're all some yacht al- rock and they are alphas. Yes, these dudes are fucking now, alphas who can't stand. Can I stand. see if I can, in order AKA of douchiness, yeah, right, yeah. name the Eagles, or if I could even name all the Eagles? Did you say in order? In order, in order of, of douchiness, of douchiness. Oh, douchiness. like from yes. worst to least, from what I remember. Right. Okay. Good. So from the the worst is Glenn Fry, right? I would say so. Yeah. And then right under him is it Don Henley? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you can you can make an argument. Uh, the rest of the guys this. are just swimming around in. I mean, middling. I, I I have my own personal rankings of Ooh, douchery. Well, who, well, okay. Can I remember who else is in the Eagles? Yeah, Absolutely go ahead. not. No. No. That's okay. It. You can't. You're done. That's it. I think that's it for me. Is I, there another one that's there's very... one that you would know, and he is at the very end. He's yeah. at oh, it's least Michael McDonald. Oh my is god! Not in no, the no, that's in the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Who's in the Eagles? Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh, Joe Walsh right? is universally the one who's like even people that hate the Eagles like Joe Walsh. Right. Yeah. Because he's he seems like a nice man. He's like a good guitar player. His songs are fun and good. Yeah. And he kind of took so, it the least seriously and took it career? the most mm-hmm. honestly, where he's just like, this is dumb. It's so fun, but this is not, there's no importance to this What's bullshit. Because I could name a Glenn Fry song and I could name a Don Henley you would song. Definitely, What's uh, a Joe Walsh song? Uh, you, would, uh, you would recognize uh, Life's Been Good. To me, oh, so far. Yeah. So far. Yeah. 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 Rocky, Rocky that whole song away. is about yeah. being a rock star is so dumb. I pass <laughs> yeah. out in the corner. Oh, no one knows who I am. Oh, okay. that's yeah. a Joe Walsh song. Okay. Yeah. And what else? Rocky. Uh, Rocky Mountain Way. Oh, I was like, Rocky? The Life Rocky? of Illusion from, uh, was it a yes. big one in 40-Year-Old Virgin? That was the opening song. How does that go? Yeah, it's like, sometimes. Yeah. Go living a living a life of illusion. Nope. 
Nope, I don't think I know oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would know uh, Funk 49. I, I want to know Funk 49. <laughs> it, um, uh, but I I mean, I I also want to know Funk 1 through 48, too. Though. Right. Well, you want to catch up to just jump <laughs> yeah. in the middle. Funk 49, it sounds like a soulful fire engine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fellows from Funk 49 are here to stop the fire. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> to stop the disco They're, inferno. All the, all, the, go. all the white guys have giant mustaches and the rest yeah. are all black guys. So, hey, brother, where's this fire? <laughs> yeah. It's like, please stop. I mean, it, hey, brother, is it really up to me to stop the fire from burning? Because no. the fire in my heart doesn't stop burning. How Would you two, please three, save four. my house? How yeah. does Funk 49 go? Uh, it, it's, uh, Can I guess how it goes? Like this? Yeah, sure. Bow, 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 do, do, do. Bow, 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 do, do. You know, of all the melodies you could have picked, <laughs> somehow you picked the wrong one. That was a pretty good one. I felt like that was probably correct. I thought it was that all was right. That was Funk 42, I guess. <laughs> uh, Funk 49 was like, sleep all day and all night. I know where, where you're, you're going. going. Right. I do know that song. That's Joe get... Walsh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, now yeah. I've now I'm caught it's a, up. It's a it's a that's one of those those stretched out rock funk rhythms akin to that made of cocaine, like yeah. Life in the Fast Lane. Uh-huh. Yeah. Life in the Fast Lane was written by a bag of cocaine. For yeah, sure. <laughs> that's on the liner notes. Yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> just sat down. <laughs> no, they, they poured it out, and the lyrics kept uh, pouring out as <laughs> they were. They like, formed oh, we their, the, the, the cocaine words. formed itself into the words. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, that, oh, gotta... that, that guitar riff on a loop is how your brain feels on cocaine. <laughs> 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 and that's uh, I believe that's Joe Walsh doing a like exercise. He was just like doing like, uh, oh, finger, like a finger exercises exercise. on his whatever, guitar. Whatever. No, yeah, he's just he was just noodling around, and engineers yeah, like fucking roll, yeah, we're roll the tape, this. man. <laughs> yeah, fuck, man. Yeah. Wow. Um. So, what do you? What's your relationship then to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? So you are uh, pretty much aware pr- of it. Do I'm, you care I'm aware. About I'm very it? aware of it. I don't really care about it. I'm very. I I I, I am very. Uh, it, Excited on a certain level when a band that I had a connection with gets in. It's kind of interesting. What's I think the... I didn't Public Enemy just get put in there? They got in, yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, which I was just like, okay, yes, because that mm-hmm. was one of those seminal groups growing up that was just, oh, they, these these guys are the the most uh, like incredible and unique kind of thing. There's it came one of those bands that comes out of nowhere that even though you are a fan and student of the genre, which I was and am, I was like, no one's like these guys, even from their first album. Yeah. Everything, the the presentation, how they sounded, the, the, the music. So it was like, oh yeah, and that is, that is like, in a sense, like that is what, the feeling you think of when you go rock and roll, yeah. you know, it's like yes. Public Enemy. Public Enemy public does, enemy, even though it like is not technically rock and roll. Counter culture. Yeah, like, you yes, know? correct. Yeah, a feeling of something new. Right. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Public Enemy was a, what we call an FYE, which is a first-year oh, yeah. eligible <laughs> inductee, which is a high oh. honor as soon as they become eligible, oh. which is 25 years after their first recording. Yeah, yeah they so they got right nominated away. and then got in right away. Yeah. yeah, and I think to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you can't really be, you know, you're never going to get your Jim Croce in there, which I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of, but it's kind of like, it's like, it, it's this weird, it's this weird niche, not niche thing they do. Where it's it's look well, what do you define rock and roll as? Oh, it's loud, okay, but you know, or like oh, you know, it's, it's. I mean, I really can't think of any other kind of defining I thing when you like have rap groups you, getting in, yeah, and, and and soul groups and, yeah. and things. It's like youth culture. Yes. I think you know, it's like mm-hmm. is it something that young people are listening to, right? And then you know, beyond that, I think that's an attitude. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you know it when you see it. It's mm-hmm. rock and roll is pornography. Yeah, you and know? I, yeah, <laughs> and I think well, to, to her means sex. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I think uh, it, it is one of those things you kind of just go, oh yeah, they they got in. Like I remember when who was it? Like someone from Oasis was was kind of bitching when Jay Z played Leeds, which is like, oh, that's supposed to be a rock festival Wait, that's going on. And oh my like, god! And I was like, really? And like, it, 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 but it, I, to me, no one gives a shit because Jay Z very popular and right. you know young and old people like him mostly young and then yeah. so it's like okay he he can play leads because it's like it's like it's still party music I guess the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should be called party music the whether party it's the party Hall of Fame in a sense, yeah, in a sense I, I get whether that's let's get LMFAO in there <laughs> yeah. let's, let's fucking do it yeah well there are all they'll get in in thirty years yeah. <laughs> yeah. they will Give not be time. FYE once we're clearing out the electronica category I, I saw them at the airport in full regalia oh hell yeah oh, wow they they I were was ready like, to go I was impressed They're stage ready stage ready they looked like they were in a video they were definitely uh, going I, to I, Miami I I, I I I'm sexy and, and I know it or whatever yeah they had to stay the, the tight, colorful pants and the hair and the glasses and that's very funny. Yeah, one of those dudes is like, I want to say Barry Gordy's son. Really? Something. Oh, that's funny. Are they? I mean, I can only imagine one of them. But are they like an uncle and nephew team or something well, like that? The one is considerably Whoa. older. Yeah. Oh, really? I but they're that... they're so hidden by their hair and like their weird funky glasses oh. and facial hair that you can't exactly tell. But he, I, I honestly, yeah, it's. That, I think it's kind of like vibe. an uncle. Is he the one that looks sad it? during uh, the shots song when they do that in concert? Do <laughs> <laughs> you hit a certain age? You're like, I don't, I hate you're shots. Like, I please, can't do it. when you're in your twenties, like, fucking it. Yes. I am made of steel. Right. Nothing can stop me. Can I name one of the guys from LMFAO? No one can. No, one of, <laughs> no, there is one I could because he like did a solo thing and like had a solo <laughs> I, thing on somebody else's that, song. That was like full on. Uh, uh, what, what are your special skills, Homer? I can tell the difference between I can't tell it, tell it not butter and, and butter. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't, right. Mr. Simpson. No one can. Oh, I'm a fraud. <laughs> like your answer was so definitive. Like, where you're like, I don't know. I can't done. tell my, I can't say I the can't. name. No one can. <laughs> Here we go. What are their names? I think it is an uncle nephew. Whoa. I rule. Nice. The members of LMFAO are respectively the son and grandson of Barry Gordy. That's Booyah. bananas. They're, so I thought just one, but yeah, they are both. Gordy descendants. And what are their names? What are their... Uh, uh, is one like... It's not like for real. The One of them has like a funny... Well, which one do you want? The uncle or the nephew? Because in the first line of the Wikipedia, they they designate who's the uncle and okay, who's the nephew. Well, I think the nephew is the one that I would have heard of. Oh, you mean Sky Blue? I do mean Sky Blue. Great. Sure. Oh, and the other one's Red Foo. Oh. Sky Blue and Red Foo. I did know that. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's I incredible. never knew that at all. That's incredible how you were able I, to pull that it's out. It's because they talk about it in their lyrics and I oh. love lyrics and you, you really jump into those Even lyrics stupid party songs i always listen to the I, lyrics. I i love i love lyrics and i remember i remember uh when i lived with kyle i would quote him all the time he's like bronger likes lyrics and like you know like <laughs> like what's wrong with that and like but i am i am on board with uh nate craig's assertion that jokes about lyrics suck yes, yes i agree yes, i think absolutely. we would all agree with that because mm-hmm. and, and i have Old ones. I have old bits about that. I think but we all we I all mean, started yes. with the lyrics. Yes. But everyone but it's like, has had a moment lyrics where lyrics are inherently dumb. Well, exactly because everyone has had a moment where you're listening to a song and you're like, <laughs> really? Oh, that's so stupid. I'm gonna say it on stage. Yeah, the amount of <laughs> comics every, the, slowly, even, especially slowly saying lap, rap lyrics. Seriously. Oh yes, seriously. And and uh, um, it, the amount of people I saw the year that Two Chain said 
she had a big booty, so I called her Big Booty. Uh huh. Like, and yeah. and just I mean, and the you know, it the, was it was dozens. The problem is people laugh. Yeah. I think that's yeah. The, no, of course. The problem is the audience guy. Really, it's, the, it's how how can you take yeah, it upon exactly. the artist? It's always their fault. <laughs> yeah, no, but the, yeah, it is. It's so easy. Yeah, it's like how can I elevate my game when you're right. going to give me a free laugh, a cheap, mm-hmm. a free laugh for cheap? <laughs> but but that's in a sense why it's great for. That's why we love lyrics because yeah. they are inherently like weird and and stupid or great mm-hmm. or whatever. They can be all kinds of things and like <sighs> you know it's in 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 fun company we can share what, yeah. we, what we find funny about them and, and we, we and can all get on board exactly yeah my my very first stand-up set uh i broke down my humps yeah by the black oh, eyed no. sure to give you was uh, that like your closer <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean yeah it was nice. and you know what the, the college crowd the, my fellow college students oh just to slowly i'm sure crushed my humps There's nothing wrong with that my humps my lovely lady lumps. Mm-hmm. Oh just be like, which you should get that checked, ladies. Okay, there you go. Yeah. That's if you detect a lump. Well, that, I mean, that was the thought I had when I heard this song. I was like, oh, don't use the term lumps. Lump. Like, yeah. Grody. Uh, well, speaking of Public Enemy, there are six hip hop acts that have been inducted into the Rock oh, okay. Hall of Fame. Great. Mm-hmm. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, mm-hmm. Run DMC. Well, yes. let me see if I can name the rest. Okay. Uh, the Beastie Boys. Yes. Um. Uh. Uh. NWA. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um. One should be a gimme, given that it has been said by Matt. Oh, Public Enemy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I. Oh, we were. Uh, um. And there's one more. Mm-hmm. The only solo artist. Oh, uh, LL Cool J. No, he's no. not in. Oh, that's is... he's a big snub. Mm. That's a controversial. So, oh, it's not Snoop. It's not Tupac. It is Tupac. It's Tupac. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And Snoop is not eligible yet. Snoop became eligible last year. Oh, okay. LL Cool J has one of the best quotes about, uh, like, dating as a as a celebrity or or whatever. Where it's mm-hmm. like someone's like, "Well, doesn't it bother you that women would just want to date you just because you're LL Cool J?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, but I am." LL Cool J. <laughs> like I like I love the <laughs> I love the matter of factness of it with 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 the silliest name of all time. Yeah, that his name is Ladies Love, love cool, cool James. Cool James, Man. and people call him Todd. Like his yeah. friends call him. Todd. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, his name is Todd. His name is. Wait, I'm sorry, I did not know that. Yeah, his <laughs> either his either his middle name. His is middle name James. is Todd. It's what his, his grandmother always, yeah. always called. Yeah, him. yeah. Oh, I bet some people called him TJ. Sure, <laughs> but that, that is so funny. His <laughs> everyone knows. Calling LL Cool J TJ or Todd. Todd is wild. Todd is wild. Todd is amazing. Todd yeah. is a dork. LL yeah. Cool J is. But Todd should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. And his, uh, he's been on the ballot like five times. He's oh, yet wow. to get in. And uh, his exclusion has fucked up the timeline a little bit in terms of like, he should have gotten in before Tupac, like just in terms of when he was. Yeah. And it seems like he's going to have to take a back seat. Given yeah, because Biggie is Biggie's eligible, eligible this year. This year oh, boy. We'll probably get in immediately. Sure. Yeah. And then the year after that is going to be, I mean, Jay-Z becomes eligible. Oh, wow. Yeah, you really got to do it, and, right? You know, speaking of like the, the the whole Rolling Stone throwback thing, I'm a little tired of articles where they play Tupac or Biggie for like someone that's like 21 and they hate mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, I don't 
care? Why? Why What's are you trying to? Is that up? like a BuzzFeed the, setup where well, they're like, "Watch these millennials here." It's probably people is, yeah. people my age that still want the hero worship for the ones they love, which especially the ones that are dead. Where yeah. it's like, I say, get rid of all that shit. Like we all know, Jim Morrison was a drunken buffoon, but a nice guy when not drunk. Uh, and the Eagles were insane, and and, and, and like just an incredible just, poet. And in the end, they're just yeah, right deep down, <laughs> great in a bathtub, just like wow, just a beautiful <laughs> bathtub poet, um, well drunk. But like the the amount of the, the the amount of hero worship to me is just dumb. Yeah, where they're just like, oh, how can like what's this fuck the the basketball player with the crazy dad that started his own shoe company? Oh, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. He's just he's just like, oh, I don't care about Tupac. I don't care about Biggie. And I'm like, <gasps> All this pearl clutching. clutching yeah. Just like, shut up. Of course I'm, he doesn't. I'm sorry, it's chain clutching. <laughs> in this, in this yeah, case. Yeah, people are not clutching their pearls. They're clutching their chains. Lonzo. <laughs> oh, that, those guys. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah big, well, if you want to actualize necklaces. it. But yeah. the expression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Right, what's, what is the point of that? And also, that sh- how is that shocking to anyone? I, it's amazing. They just thought, well, they thought that like these guys who were so edgy in their day, who both of them were not what they portrayed themselves as on wax, of course, like most people, you know. But like, you know, uh, uh, they just were no. But they're like the ultimate badasses, so you have to feel that same way. I do. But like, it's like you know. But that's kind of also with like you know middle aged men and rock and roll too. Yep. You know, like yep. they're like right. the kids these days. They just like the hip and the hop and Th- the bip and the that's bop. That's exactly and, my you point. Know, they don't want to hear <laughs> just, just don't like be that real guy. rock and roll oh. music. It's like now we're doing that with hip hop too. They're like now they're all like skip it. They all want you know like <laughs> electronic bleep blop bleep blop instead of like the hip and the hop and the bip and the bop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to hip hop hooray, fellas? Yeah, yeah come on. Uh, what about that terrible song that was out when I was in college? I love Naughty by Nature. Oh, that they got is... some great songs, and that song's kind of catchy, but it's pretty bad overall. Yeah, I mean, just saying. I think it kicks ass. I stand it forever. <laughs> right on. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. No generation is immune to kids these days. No, it's and you true. and you we and all you have think to... you will be, and then yeah, yeah. every generation thinks they I will still, be. I still I still will play some music, and uh, my wife will be like, "Oh, you're playing that old man shit, huh?" You know, and like mostly just to fuck with me. But it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I don't care. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm, I'm older completely now. Completely <laughs> comfortable with that. I can remember like one of the. Uh, an, a joke that I used to tell being about how one day on oldies radio, we will have like back that ass up is going to be played on sure. oldies radio one day. And I was just like, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And it's like, it's actually not crazy. Uh-huh. It's what will happen. <laughs> it's what will based happen. On history. And I don't know. I no, just couldn't I, imagine it. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, the Chicago- <laughs> my kids will be embarrassed. Like I'll be like, you know, you're a fine motherfucker. Won't you? And like all the kids in the backseat are like, yeah. mom, gross. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> yeah. your mother used to back her ass. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. It's just, like yeah. that's already been I'm sure in some movie well about- Nick, yeah, Nick right. Swartzen had that when I did the Chicago Comedy Festival in like 2000 when I've just mm-hmm. begun and me and, and a bunch of other uh, comics you guys probably know and, and but like uh, he had this bit and it was just like his 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 his, uh, his grandparents just like their music is like Right, yeah. like old Victoria. Oh, so beautiful. But like our generation can be like, bitch, motherfucker, ho, I love that song. Like you'll still have that. And it, yeah, it's, it's you know, like a lot of incarnations of that. But it's like that was my favorite because it's still this per- white yeah, person. Right. But yeah. it's just, and not even, he didn't even do a song. Just yelled, bitch, yeah. motherfucker, ho. <laughs> and I mean, three that words will be together. the thing. Like, oh, for sure. It's just like I remember when I was growing up and my mom would listen to songs about people doing drugs. And I was like, yeah. But Ma- you're like, my mom. And I was like, 
they literally just said that heart song. I, like she just said, let's get high a while. Do you know what getting high means? I said that Mom, to her. I'm like Mom, seven. Do you even know? Yeah. I had just learned, you know, I'm in dare. And I'm of course. Like, and I'm like, she just said get high. And my mom's like, it's just a song, honey. Yeah. Like, get over it mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like someday it's going to be like, this she, song's about a boner, Mom. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw a w- really weird correlation, but that is exactly how I, because it's you're obviously being an idiot just like we all were. We don't know anything about drugs. Yeah. We're just like, I know. I'm judging. Yeah. Let me <laughs> fucking judge up the room. When I saw... Those early high school aged white kids wearing MAGA hats protesting abortion in in D.C. I'm like, what the fuck do you dudes know about shit? You're taking (laughs) the easiest position of all time. It's just like that. It is the same thing to me. A little like a little kid coming up to an adult and being like, you shouldn't listen to that because I heard it's bad. And I have. Yeah. Well, and like you have no experience (laughs) or like worldliness to like understand anything outside of your own little micro nope. experience and yes. that for me like it was like i could not imagine a world in which like it was okay to do drugs or sure. like that drugs existed in a way that wasn't just like black and white yes no right wrong right or mm-hmm. yeah and, and it's now a weird i'm thing. all about that gray area oh, thing. yeah you, <laughs> you live in the in between I'm all about drugs and abortions yes big time in moderation i'm about drug induced abortion <laughs> hey in moderation in all things including moderation right yeah, yeah 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 david lee roth comes and kicks the chair in half <laughs> we're dead oh man uh so rock and roll <laughs> rock and roll uh, specifically hip-hop yeah. Um, so you picked a tribe called Quest. Oh, wait, I did. Was there any other artists? Was there no, one more? That, that was, was it. it. Okay, great. Good mm. for me. Yeah. Okay. So tribe. Uh, I'm curious, just what your connection is to that group. I uh, basically was in in junior high, well, high school, as they kind of like eighth grade, ninth grade was mm. when uh, Tribe Called Quest, their first album, uh, came out. Is that right? No, no. I was a sophomore in high school, their first album. and But it was like the whole... De, De La Soul was freshman year, mm-hmm. uh, Three Feet High and Rising, and that, to me, broke all the waters. I, I grew up in a neighborhood where I would hear hip-hop coming from, you know, neighborhood houses and would come over and, like, you'd, people would play music for you and, like, well, who's this and stuff. Did you grow so, up like, in the Bronx? Where did you grow up? Uh, <laughs> Portland, Oregon, in, like, kind of, the, uh, like, Portland. a slightly blacker area of Portland, which is sounds like an oxymoron. It really yeah. does. It really is. Back then, there were more black people living there, but I remember, like, I, I would hear, like, the music of Blowfly, like, when I was very, very young, which mm-hmm. is, like, a rapping 70s superhero guy. Okay. And, um... And then, you know, got into I, I, I would go to this place called Second Second Avenue Records downtown and whenever they just put all the hip hop stuff out and we would just gobble it up, me and my friends. We'd just look at album covers and go, This guy looks crazy, let's buy it, or this guy mm-hmm. looks hard, or like yeah. she looks, you know, cool or whatever. We just buy things. And to me, the native tongues, which were uh, uh De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, Jungle Brothers, uh were uh, basically, they were they were slagged as being like hippie rap, but mm-hmm. they were they were, they were produced. A lot of their stuff was produced by Prince Paul, who was like kind of a genius in Tribe Called Quest. Had Rashid uh, Ali Shahid Muhammad, excuse me, and uh, Q Tip, who were producing like just the music was incredible, and it was yeah. it, it was just it was very actualized, and you could tell these people's personalities. Um, and it just it just hit me in the heart. Like I love Tribe Called Quest was like my favorite um, rap group. I, I liked the guys that were also like cartoony masculine, you know, like uh-huh. or smooth, like um, Big Daddy Kane or or Rakim or EPMD. I was in I was in love with those guys too. But Tribe Called Quest was a thing where it's like, oh, this is 
this is like uh, I was about to say something as cliched as the rest of your life music, but it kind of is. It kind mm-hmm. of is like it, it, it's it was incredibly accessible without being any less cool. If that makes yeah, any sense, yes, even yes. the guys mm-hmm. who I knew that were like all I listened to is rock had a tribe album. They were just yep. like, yeah, but like it was, it, it, and, and, and that's not even, I'm, and it's not even crossover appeal. It was just so good. And I loved jazz. I've always loved jazz. And so most of the stuff they sampled was very mm-hmm. jazzy. And that was mm-hmm. kind of where that whole thing kind of started. It was just a really exciting time for hip hop, the late eighties, early nineties, which is kind of where I came of age. So it's like, it's nostalgic for me, but it's also like, it, not for nothing is that the music you hear played the most in every fucking restaurant now. Like, you go to any kind of like cool restaurant, it's just yeah. all that era. Mm-hmm. All that era, like what you call old school hip-hop, which it, technically it isn't, but for this era, it is. Yeah, it has. It, yeah. And and I, I'm not going to be that era. nerd that's like, oh, look, actually, the actual uh, old, <laughs> school, off? old uh. school era ended with, you know, Grandmaster Flash. It's just like, man, I'm not going to fight it. But, right, yeah. But yeah, they were, just, they were just awesome, and their voices were great, and great rappers, and the music was mm-hmm. incredible. And when they came around, it was it was different yeah. from like the kind of hardcore gangster rap that was well, wait, and, dominating. And that, that started around the same time, yeah. which I loved that. Yeah. I loved that you had Three Feet High Out and Rising and you had Straight Outta Compton, which, you know, now we have, uh, you, you can just look anyone up and know everything about them. But like when NWA came out, I thought Eazy-E was murdering people on the way to the studio. Like a part <laughs> of me thought he would just shoot you. You know, mm-hmm. I don't slang or bang. I just smoke motherfuckers like it ain't no thing. Like, and oh, you're just a face stone value. killer. Yeah. And and they're all just running. They're just these absolute psychos. They're basically Vikings <laughs> running around. And like, but then you learn Fuck the Police was written, despite what the movie tells us. They were just driving around with paint guns, shooting people with paint guns. Right. And the cops arrested. Like, yeah, they were fucking punks. Yeah. They were little they're assholes. punks. Yeah. You know, and I mean, Ice Cube was obviously a genius writer. I mean, they were all, you know, I and, and Ren were like great lyricists stuff and dr dre's insanely gifted producer beyond the pale but like at the same time they the the, they started this whole thing where everyone's like oh shit is real this stuff is really real it's like this didn't start from where it was real what are you talking about right yeah the myth making that Mm -hmm. uh, we need in our music Mm -hmm. we we do love that i think it's interesting too that yeah that that because they kind of get a little bit of a like conscious uh label too Mm -hmm. you know and that people really give like conscious rap or conscious hip-hop like a corny people are like oh it's corny or whatever but i i mean i mean a million people tried it but like what you call conscious rap, and a lot of people were extremely corny and kind of boring Mm -hmm. but that was that was like not their thing it's kind of just happened they were kind of like these guys that in a sense tagged along with de la soul and then kind of did their own thing where were they all from is this new york new york Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. Uh, they're they're from queens yeah and like the same like neighborhood is run dmc yep like it was all kind of from that same and now Dela is not in the no. hall do you think they would ever get in i think so it's a weird thing that like the hall has like they'll put one hip-hop artist on the ballot every right, year right and often i think i mean they've done a good job with getting like run dmc and public enemy and tupac all got in their first year eligible right so there's a good track record with that and it seems like the uh whole reason for putting one artist on the ballot is to increase their chances of induction. Yeah. I to think. not split the vote. To keep the lane clear yeah. for each. And they do that kind of genre to genre. That's sure. why we never see like the Cure and the Smiths on the same ballot. Mm. You know, they it, it seems like they try to make the ballots diverse genre-wise in recent years. 
And, so, it, and it's funny, like, like I, I, I feel like part of me almost wrote, when I when I was giving like band ideas, mm-hmm. almost wrote De La Soul, but I don't think they would have mm-hmm. as much of a chance, even though they were they were to me were more groundbreaking. Yeah, uh, because but, they were, they came first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, and that and album they are is also the is, only band that I think should be allowed to have skits on their rap album. Yeah, <laughs> they're the only, only ones who that's, pass the test it. for you. That's literally it. Because yeah. it's a, I mean, them and then maybe like Good Kid, Mad City. Like, uh, like uh-huh. that's those are the two albums Ugh. that I think the skits are okay in, and I don't even really like the yeah. ones in the Kendrick album. So yeah, <laughs> well, and it, skits uh, the, are. I that's the thing. It's like you give you leave it up to me. It's like I will take all the skits off of. Uh, um, De La Soul is dead and I love mm-hmm. that album but it was yeah. just like after a while you're just but like, it's Ugh. like why are we doing here I mean uh-huh. I get it that we're trying to make a concept and we're trying to you know tell people a, a full story and a narrative but it, it just doesn't hold up yeah. the one, yeah. one reason why Illmatic by Nas is an eternal classic is because it's just song 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 that's it mm-hmm. and each song is different and it's not him and Jamie Foxx fucking around for three <laughs> nope. minutes Kanye West and you know what that is that's a lot of that is Prince Paul because he's a genius producer and he produced all their stuff but he loves skits loves them he he put it someone asked him to put make a list of his favorite skits from rap albums and he wholeheartedly was like and like uh, Evil for Zag and uh, NWA's second album he 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 cited their skits because it's like the production level is so great and it is it's like watching a movie with your eyes closed but they're all horribly disturbing all of the skits on that I album are so misogynistic skits. and mm-hmm. violent right. and it's just oh my where God. it's like oh you made it real now it feels real it feels mm-hmm. horrible <laughs> and I, I, I liked it. before when it was like a movie or a documentary mm-hmm. now I'm like there while it's yeah. happening this is yeah. not good it's, I fucking hate so and it's like yeah it Rap skits have ruined a lot of things for me. A lot of things. A lot of stuff. I just, well, just like, you know, because exactly, it makes it real. And you're just like, God, that's so hateful and misogynistic Mm -hmm. and violent. And it makes me so sad. And I don't like it. Uh, I used to have a thing in my Okay Cupid profile about how I hate skits on rap albums. And the number of men who wrote me to tell me that $20 sack pyramid on the chronic is is the Stone Cold classic and I am wrong. I mean, that exact skit. People... Off. We, that was we, up. That we is have the one. to not only do the sexual harassment seminars in work in the workplace mm-hmm. and, in, and in schools and in all schools. Of course, we have to do what well actually seminars. We have to <laughs> yeah. because yeah. men will not fucking stop. They will not stop. It's become a, it's a crisis ha- level. Oh my god! And it's like I'm I get well actually from men, but it's always like, well, this dude thinks he's tough because of this, and like, like he only wants like I wrote a thing about this how dumb that street pride parade idea was and. We all had a magnificent take on that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But like, so, so you hack of medium and say anything about it. But this guy was just like, you, you know, it always it always gets a fight in my mentions. People, I never mm-hmm. respond, but they, of people will different follow yeah. the fight. And this guy was like, I'm just sick of dudes like this Brawner. Misspell my name. Misspell my. He follows me. Misspell my fucking Perfect. name. He's like puffing his chest out and saying he's for gay rights when five years ago he wouldn't have been. It's like, you know nothing about me. <laughs> nothing. But you're well actually in my life, which you know nothing about. For no, the, the, for no the, reason to have your hot take. The hubris of a basic, boring, fucking clown-ass white dude is beyond the pale that he will, well, actually, another fucking clown, often yeah. boring uh-huh. white dude like myself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're at we're at threat level. It's uh, bananas. <laughs> and the, you got to you just just you know it's it's like when when they call out people for saying racist things and they're always like I'm not racist. Look at all my black friends. The point is no, but what you said was racist. Maybe yeah. you're not, but 
you got to admit that what you said was pretty fucking racist. It's just like, look, we're not saying you're you're a, you're a douchebag that wants to tell women what to think. But you're well actually right but now. But you're doing it. You but are well actually. You're uh, you're literally and, making it that I don't know my own mind. You are telling yeah. me right. that I just must be misinformed just uh, to have said this. Take thing a second that and I go. Truly should I hit send? Mm-hmm. Also, Maybe I shouldn't. Also, you trying to date me with that mess? Oh, you trying man. to come at right. me with twenty dollar sack pyramid? Oh. No, 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 my friends. Mm. No, no, no. Uh, um, okay, so tribe called quest anyway, is from I, yeah, sorry. New York. De, De La Soul. It, it, well, I guess what I was getting at is they're from Long Island. There's kind of a log jam in terms of induction. If only one can get in each year, yeah. maybe only one can be on the ballot. And, and you we get to these big superstars. And we still, yeah, and we still, so we still don't have LL Cool J in, or like Aaron, Eric B and Rakim, yeah. or Bambata, or I mean, like Tribe hasn't show, shown up on the ballot. Mm. De La Soul hasn't shown up on the ballot. Wu Tang hasn't shown up on the ballot. And there's we're going to get to these superstars that should be FYE like Jay-Z, like Eminem is coming up in a few years. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like, do you sacrifice them to to, who do you put it? It just becomes a bit of a log jam. Right. And then hopefully we'll get to a point where, Somehow you can put in more than one hip hop hat in a year. Yeah. Well. Okay. So what? How many people get in a year? Like, what's the number? It's five, five to, to six. Seven. Five. But there was there were seven. There were seven year. this year. Oh, okay. The seventh one was Janet Jackson. Well, you can okay. put the seventh one that I was. I'm going to see Janet Jackson for my birthday in Las Vegas. <gasps> oh wow! I'm oh. so excited. That's yeah. incredible. That's yeah, so cool. I love her. Yeah, my wife knows me. Oh. She knows what I. She's yeah. like. She's like. She would like. you want to go to like? Because Las Vegas is much more her bag. Which she's kind of like. Well, we are going to my favorite place, and it's not. I mean, I like Las Vegas, but my wife is a craps demon. But like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, it's fun. If you if you ever if you're ever in town while we're in town, you that's my just, favorite um, game. That's the only game I like to play. Yeah, in Vegas. Pretty much same. It's very fun. I mean, yeah, black uh, blackjack bores me. Just takes too long. Yeah, yeah. Craps is like craps an event. Is exciting. Oh, and there's start... always something happening. There's many ways to bet. And if I've there's you many know, ways to win. If I've got hit the buzzed point where I'm like you know feeling groovy, I don't, I just get a hot hand, and it's the weirdest thing. And I'll mm-hmm. get everyone's name wrong. You know, this one's <laughs> yeah. for you, Roger. It's Andy. Okay, <laughs> click click. Throw um, it. But uh, but yeah, so we're going. Go so I'm, I'm That'll be beautiful. So, uh, Wait, okay, so yes. tribe. Well, <laughs> so the the thing is, there's not really any published criteria of oh, why someone gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, uh, which can be frustrating mm-hmm. uh, when you try to evaluate these things. But as a dork for this kind of stuff, I've put together a list of criteria that I think if you do well, you have a good shot of oh. getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right on. And we are going to evaluate a tribe called Quest on this criteria. Based on Joe's five-point system. On my special point system. Uh, after a little break. Ooh. So we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> I think we got a little bit of the whisper in there. <laughs> Kristen was whispering softly into the microphone. Uh, I ho- hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed your break. I hope during your break. I hope during your break you discovered a new thing to like. And ma- That's good ma- advice. And yeah. maybe th- check in with us. <laughs> Let yeah. us know uh, what yeah. it is. What's the what is the what is the newest thing that you discover you like that Great. you discovered you'd like? I I do want to know that. I care and I want to know. Yeah, at K Stud on Twitter. At me. Blow her up. Do it. Right. At me, at me, bro. So, I dare you. Uh, 
A Tribe Called Quest. I, I quickly before we get into these categories, I was watching. There's a documentary called Beat, Beats Rhymes in Life. I have not seen it, and I instead watched the stupid Ice T rap documentary. I I can't <laughs> believe I still haven't seen you, the you, Tribe. Documentary. You got your wires crossed. Uh, it's directed by Michael Rappaport, uh, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. Um, in like the first five minutes of that movie. That's just so. Of course it is. Yeah. Right. Well, it's it's funny because he is you know kind of a, a a brash loud crazy kind new yorker of? guy <laughs> uh, I, I guess i'm being kind he's a brash loud, loud yeah. new yorker guy who sometimes i totally agree with sometimes i totally disagree with but like mm-hmm. you know you know his opinion but he kind of i won't say dug them out of obscurity but he was like it, it it's one of those things where we've all everyone i know who knows music is like oh yeah tribe the fucking mm-hmm. best but like they haven't really gotten the recognition in general, to the point mm-hmm. where they're not even doing big shows, and like like broke up when he like does that thing. So it's it, it, it him making it is kind of a fascinating story as you watch it. And I'll it say. Yeah, he was helping to focus the lens back on this group that deserved more. perfect. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, in the first five minutes of the documentary, you see it's the last show of this tour that was really difficult for them because Five Dog and Q Tip were fighting a lot, yeah. and tensions were running high. It was the last show. And Rappaport keeps asking Q-Tip, he's like, is this the last show? Like, is this it? Is this done? And he says, that's it. We're not going to perform again. Uh, The only time we'll ever perform again is if we get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Really? It's in like the first five minutes of the documentary. So it's like, it's... I forgot all about that. It's on his mind. It's like wow. it's fully he's thinking about it like he would and he would reunite. What's funny is now, they show you that yeah. they end up reuniting after that show anyway. Yeah. Well, and we and know that they have had an album since And they then, made the most amazing album. Yeah. That, like, yeah. That 2016 album is one of my unbelievably favorites. It's very, good. very good. And it's like eternal. It's like their their first or second album. It's just like, oh, well, this one will live forever. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go through the categories here. The first one is critical acclaim. And I don't know that I could think of a hip hop group that has more critical acclaim. No, totally. Like critics went fucking bananas for this group. Yep. In a way that's like almost over the top. Like reading some of those. And I kind of knew that already just because they're very highly regarded. But reading some of the especially those first three albums, the reviews and like across the board, Rolling Stone, NME, Village Voice, like everyone's like, oh, Music is different now. I'm different. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like, like, it is. This is an album that's making me cooler. Hi, my name is Dan. The whole thing's about a white dude just yeah. talking about his life. But truly, like, the, the critical acclaim is off the charts for, for Tribe, I think. Yes. And then if you look at, uh, so one of the ways we uh, can kind of determine this, it bleeds into the next category, which, which is classic albums. Do they have classic albums? Yeah. And I would say those first three in particular, yep. uh, People's Instinctive Travels, Low End Theory, and then Midnight Marauders mm-hmm. are all bona fide classics. Yep. Do you guys think that uh, any of their albums wound up on Rolling Stone's top 500? Yes, I yes. do. How many do I think? Two. I'm going to go with just one because mm-hmm. only five, but it's, it's a definitely low end theory. Low end theory is definitely in. So, yes, low end theory is the their is the sole one. album on there. Where on the 500 do you think it is? 325. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go, for some reason, 212 is sticking out in my brain. Okay. Uh, so, two low end. Two, New York, baby. That, yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fitting. That's what it, wow. Fitting. 
Uh, no, the uh, the low end theory comes in at one forty seven. 153. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I knew it as soon as I was like, I went too low. Right. I went too low. I'm pretty good at guessing where it is in the list. Oh, right on. Yeah. Although the, we got the 500th one last oh, the week. On the songs? Yeah. Yeah. More Than a Feeling was yeah. 500. the 500th of the, the 500. 500 songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but 153, which is a great showing, yeah. especially for a list that is mostly like 60s and 70s, like yeah, Dylan of shit. Yeah. Uh, so classic albums for sure. And, uh, I mean, then it starts to go off the rails a little bit with Beats Rhymes Life, and then yeah. nobody's uh, going for the love movement. I, I Yeah, it's <laughs> it's funny. I have a friend who likes love mo- movement better than Beats Rhymes in Life, and I'm kind of the other way around, but it's also I don't care too much about either one of them. Yeah. They were both really disappointing and disjointed. They obviously weren't cohesive at that point. But then that 2016 album is really really great. Thank you for your, for your service. service. We'll take it from here. Yeah, it's so good. That's a that's a really, uh, I I mean I want to say improbable. Like the fact Absolutely. that they were able to do that, especially given all their the tensions within the group, and that they were just so many things lined up and ended up being extremely politically relevant yes yes uh that it, it you know so much there, especially that song we did the they people. perform the people. at the grammys was it the grammys they or the mtv movie or music so awards or the movie here's or here's i think their most uh important performance of that time was they did the first snl after the election oh yeah when Chappelle was hosting and it was tribe yeah and like every, it felt like everybody was watching SNL to see like what are they gonna fucking do? Yeah, because the election had been on Tuesday. Yeah, God. I literally, I now suddenly, I like my insides are tightening, remembering mm-hmm. that moment in time. I I, I was in. I feel I had flown back from England. My wife was still in England, and she's like, "Just call me in the middle of the night. Tell me who wins." I had to call. No. I had to wake her up, oh my God. and she was like, "Bullshit!" Like hung up on me. Like she thought I was fucking with her or something. Like so, it's like, yeah, no, you got to wake <sighs> up to this. And like I remember oh when I was God. in backpacking through Europe, and and we had uh, a W, and like everyone I met was like, "Fuck you, Americans! What have you done?" Mm-hmm. Everyone in England that day was just like, "Are you all right?" Like they're like yeah. grabbing her by the shoulders. Sure. Like, well, they had hey, just gone through hey. Brexit, uh-huh. yeah. uh huh. So they're uh-huh. a little more sympathetic, yeah. maybe. Anyway, yeah. anyway, back to the uh, SNL. But yeah, just the fact that like. Days after the election, Tribe is on SNL singing uh, All You Mexicans, You Must Go. Yeah. yeah. Like, w- was, like, the most... Because they had... I mean, they had been booked, bef- obviously, before then. Yeah. yeah. They didn't book them on the night of the election. It just ended up being, like, a really relevant yeah. and great performance. And also, it's... That whole album is extremely heartfelt because Fife Dog passed away yes. during the making of it. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment in that performance where they like unsheath like a canvas and it's it's his they're playing his part of the song yeah. as it's like a painting of him mm-hmm. and it, it it's like it's powerful yeah it's like really moving and I think them getting together and kind of going like well, what, what was the point of any of this let's just get back to what we like to make mm-hmm. because the 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 fourth and the fifth album were kind of like they're they're probably just making it to make it and being like well this will probably make people happy or something. I mm-hmm. guess it, you know, it's kind of almost when you're, you're writing jokes, you think people laugh at that you don't like, you know, they, yeah. like, it's always a bad, anytime like rap artists make like, well, I guess I should make one love song and it's always the worst <laughs> song on the album. You know, this will go on the radio and it never does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
that was um that they performed on the Grammy that the Grammys that year though too right wasn't that the was that when To Pimp a Butterfly also came out that same was 2016 To Pimp a Butterfly maybe it was earlier than I that. that I think it was 2015 was well, then Pimp, maybe it was um what's Damn came out oh in 2016. That, that sounds more accurate and so yeah. it was like um I feel like the Grammys that year Kendrick performed and I think that the Tribe performed as yeah well. they had they had like, like all these people on it was stage okay really I, I big. remember because it was because groups. they had had this like Grammys so white the year before and they yeah. just were like well we're mm-hmm. gonna hard in the other we're direction going, yes. we're turning. Yes. Mm-hmm. i remember seeing their performance on that and being like shit this new album is good mm-hmm. so this connects to the next category which is iconic recognizable songs where you know if, if you don't have a ton of songs that everybody knows you know or at the very least the casual music fan yeah uh and I mean, so can i kick it so i think there's like three from Scenario. that especially from that first album that are maybe their most recognizable which is can i kick it 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 benita applebaum And I left my wallet in El Segundo. Yeah, I left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it. I got got to get it. But scenario. Scenario's second album. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's I just but mean, that's like, scenario. Uh, scenario, is, like, I think, is their most their recognizable, most recognizable song. song. Okay. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. Maybe a tie between scenario and can I kick it would be the two. I yeah. would think that I maybe think those first those the three that I mentioned just because they say those words a lot. Like yeah, but whereas you know, Applebaum is but not like one I left you my wallet is a, is a bad song. It's barely a song. I don't like it. I mean, it's him just yeah. like narrating that you know Fife was drinking fruit punch and he was having enchiladas. Yeah, and, it's it's it's. I just don't like I just don't like the rhythm of that song. I never did. It's well, like to a, me, those it's a catchy two are name. not mm-hmm. like those are songs like people. Those are to me secondary. Yeah, yeah. Applebaum and El Segundo are like secondary. I would say electric relax. Shorty, let me tell you about my only vice. It has to do with lots of loving, and it ain't nothing nice. Award tour, award tour, tour. I think is probably their most recognizable because it was in that fucking Bud Light commercial. It was in a Budweiser commercial. This is why this is interesting to me because it it they don't exactly land in this category completely. Yes, but from person to person they do. Mm-hmm. In yeah. a sense, we all have differential. And you almost choices. have to. You almost have to, especially if somebody's not a fan. You have to play the song to go like, oh, uh, you do know that you do know this song. Yes, yes. He's like, oh yeah, that does sound familiar. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. Or was, or if you're John Roy, you sing it to them. And right, <laughs> yeah, right, right by their face. Three inches away from their face. <laughs> yeah. You both had the same experience immediately. Oh, I love John. John played drums and bands for way too long. His hearing is just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then what? Uh, what's it? check the rhyme? Is that yeah, oh check, check the, rhyme, the rhyme? Of course. Yeah. Back in 
the days on the boulevard I landed. We used to kick routines and the presence was fitting. It was I, the abstract. And me, the five-footer. I kicks the mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. I, I would throw that That is definitely well. top, But I just feel like, it, you know, for most people, scenario and can I kick it because... Those are ones that like would be on at a party that you would have heard award tour. It's weird that I can almost even see the stupid because it was like a a speedboat in the Budweiser yeah. commercial. Well, and, but really if you sad. listen to so like if you like up. talk to like you know like big hip hop heads, uh, you know, bugging out for sure. Yo, microphone check one two. What is this? The five foot assassin with the rough neck business. I float like gravity. Never had a cavity. Got more rhymes than the one that's got family. No need to sweat. I send you to gain some type of fame. No shame in my game because I always be the same. Styles upon styles upon styles is what I have. You want to just fight for yeah, what you Because it's just so iconic. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I mean, it kind of goes down to your, your favorites. Because I only thought of that because you were like, what you would hear at a party. And I'm like, well... I'm thinking of like five different parties where I'm hearing like five different songs. Yeah. It's amazing. Five different vibes yeah. for sure. Yeah. It, it's a, uh, I think that's, that's true. It's like, it kind of goes from person to person and then you, you can start to get into like favorites and stuff. Like, I, I don't think it's recognizable. I think one of the excursions is one of the best. Oh, uh, I just thought, thought I was thinking about that in the bathroom of how like, it's just, I remember when that, that, that rolling baseline came on mm-hmm. as a kid and going, how are they going to put a beat over this? Oh, that's how they'll yep. exactly match oh, it. Perfect. Perfect. Like perfect beat layer. Back in the days when I was a teenager, before I had status and before I had a pager, you can find the abstract. Listening to hip hop, my pops used to say it reminded him of bebop. I said, Well, daddy, don't you know that things go in cycles? Way the Bobby Brown is just amping like Michael. It's all expected. Things are for the looking. If you got the money, quest is for the booking. Come on, everybody. Next category is commercial success, which is like for a group like this to be as successful as they were commercially. I mean, given that they were like artistic, you know, yeah, a lot, yeah they're like, like more commercially successful than De La Soul, for example. Yeah, but yeah. they also sold, but to Budweiser, I guess. Well, like they would but do, yeah, a, and but they never really got that much commercial success. They 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 got way more acclaim. Yeah, it's always that yes, thing that when hip hop crit when like not hip hop critics, not at all. When music critics like love you, mm-hmm. you usually are not that big. Yeah, <laughs> right. The scales definitely tip. Yeah. in in favor, uh-huh, the uh, but Q tip. <clears throat> <laughs> hey, the Q-tips. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but uh, Beats Rhymes Life went to number one. It was a number one album. Oh, it uh, did? Yeah, it did. Which it's like, what that's year, the one that, that went I would imagine 90s? just purely out of anticipation. Yes, absolutely. You know? So it was like they had they had gained enough of a following. And yeah. then finally when that came out, and it's you know one of, one of their God, uh, I don't think albums. I've literally ever listened to any songs on this. Well, album. and I was I was just uh, incredibly stoned and partying a lot back then because I remember when I listened to the album being like this is so good, and then as you know days went by like yeah do I it's like okay. It. Yeah. It, it was akin to watching the Phantom Menace in a movie theater. Uh, yeah, boy, I want to love this. Yeah, it's <laughs> been so long. It. I've been waiting for uh-huh. it. My, all my favorite characters <sighs> are back, and oh, oh no. no! So the first album went gold. Low End Theory eventually went platinum. So did Midnight Marauders, and then Beats Rams and Life went platinum, and then the other two after that went gold. So like that's those are good numbers, you know? Yeah, they are. That you know they had million selling albums. I- uh, I think to this idea uh, like of their popularity or whatever it, it's like they're culturally important like people know who they are but it's weird because Q-Tip has become he is such a 
uh, he's like a public figure. Hmm. Like, you know, maybe if you don't even know Tribe Called Quest, but you've like seen Q-Tip before, or you know who he is. Am I crazy? Or is that just maybe. me? Maybe. I mean, he shows up in a lot of other people's yeah, songs. Yeah, he shows up in a lot yeah. of other people's songs. And like, I feel like Vibrant Thing kind of had a moment. Gro- maybe it was in another. But yeah, he's on Grooves in the Heart. Exactly. Like he's, uh, he is, um, He's like if Flava Flav wasn't uh, not not like I just mean like as far as like notability like yeah, yeah I, you really do I don't want that comparison. Joe was like how fucking dare try you? again. I, yeah. would, I would never. I don't mean talent. No, I know. I know what you mean. I mean like um, as far as like um, being a pluckable member from a group that right. is notable. That oh sure, people, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's know the who name. He is, he's whether the or not they yeah, know. For yeah. sure, he's, he's the, the leader. He's and the he, leader. Yeah, and, and he had just had such a uh, an incredibly unique, listenable voice. It mm-hmm. was also kind of weird that that it kind of it almost like be real in Cypress Hill. You're like that voice is bananas. So you he, there were people that were like, oh, be on my album, come hang mm-hmm. out, you know, yeah, yeah. Lend, which I'm sure he wasn't, you know, problem with. Obviously, he yeah, likes being in the spotlight. But uh, well, next... I wonder if Buster Rhymes would ever get in. I'd like, I mean, he's the second tier, I guess. Um, well, I you mean, know, he, we got to get other people in. But I just he's got the best verse on scenario, I guess. Is mm-hmm. what I'm right. Thinking. Well, that's, that's what made him a star. Without <laughs> yeah. a doubt. Yes, it, it, that's an interesting. I, I my relationship with this group was that I came to I'm a little younger than you guys, so I came to Tribe later, but I knew about Buster Rhymes right. when I was in like sixth grade. I mean, grade. I'm also younger than Bronger. Just to, I want <laughs> that can, to be everyone clear. Everyone is. I want that to be clear. Yes. I am younger. Please. Okay. Obviously. I'm the I knew the child Eagles. Of this situation. <laughs> they were some dicks. <laughs> knew them personally. They wouldn't let me join the band. Wait, um, sorry, so how did you come to this band? So I mean I knew about Buster Rhymes. I did not know that he was kind of birthed from tribe in a sense yeah. that like they kind of gave him his like spotlight uh yeah in a well, big he was way. in a group called leaders of the new school that right. i remember when that album came out the album was pretty whatever but like that song case of the pta like i was in school and it was just about fucking off in school and i was like this is great and this guy <laughs> yeah. has like a kind of a gravelly voice but then when he did scenario you're like oh who who are you now yeah. Oh, you are you are beyond. You just eclipsed so everybody, uh-huh. you know. And then he became like this monster. Where I mm-hmm. I remember in college when he when he did um, Wuha and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, okay, now he's like a mythical figure. He's like a griffin. Mm-hmm. Like he's not a man. You know, <laughs> yeah. he kind of comes yeah. and just screams. <laughs> and I remember I, I made a friend of mine laugh really hard about like I Mob Deep was great because they're very atmospheric and scary and like they just seem like kind of like Easy E. They would just calmly shoot you and walk away. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you have them battle Buster Rhymes. He's going to come on stage and be like ah, and everyone's going to be like, oh shit, a dragon. You know, because <laughs> you know, <'cause, laughs> yeah. So he's like he was he was he was beyond. But that's a good point. Like. I wonder if he'd have consideration. I wonder if he could. I mean, just to, because to me, he's very skilled. He's always the best verse on anything that he's in. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. It's just like, when is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame going to get to a point where they're not considering hip hop acts who aren't like giant, iconic. Right. Acts. Yeah. You know, maybe acts that are still diver- deserving mm-hmm. the way that, you know, like who who's the electric light orchestra of hip hop? Right? Is it is it Buster Rhymes? <laughs> yeah, is like it? consistent yeah. and good, but not the Beatles. Well, and also just yeah. he he has always kind of been around in a way mm-hmm. where it's like and not to be mean if you're listening, Busta, but like <laughs> we're to the point where we're people like really checking for him. 
but he's still there. You yeah. know, he's still yeah. doing stuff. Like mm-hmm. him coming back on the tri- the with latest Nana? Tribe album was incredible. Cause you're like, oh, this yes. is perfect because you guys are so good together. But if he came out with some solo song, I might be like, eh, all right, Buster. He you made know. me like, I hate Chris Brown with a fiery, burning passion. Sure. He has Why? In- <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but he has an incredible verse on a fucking Chris Brown song. And it's just like, why are you going to do this? Why are you going to like yeah. withhold? Why, yeah. Like, why like, are you going to do this to my heart? Why are you going to do this to me? It's that very sucks. upsetting to me. But it, I, 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 I come to Tribe through ex-boyfriends as most a lot of music yeah. that I um, talk about on this is like and I come to it through an ex of mine who was older than me who had come up I was probably about the same age as you Bronger because I'm younger it than you it was me Chris um, wow <laughs> this is really weird <laughs> wait a second your disassociation is about. so Kristen put your so glasses strange. on wait a minute um, uh, and, and I can, so I kind of retroactively came to Tribe 2 through uh through an ex of mine and like learning that and so I get, came in through like low end theory but this was mm-hmm. in the 2000s that I got into tribe it was probably 2006 when I right. got into tribe but I, I, I love that I love that people got into this album that I knew when it came out and it, who, quite frankly a lot of songs I was like whoa it takes me a second to wrap my head around this mm-hmm. uh, you, you know that you found it then and it's like oh this is I like that it's still good that it's always going to be yeah. good it's kind yeah. of like you want to make timeless stuff not timely stuff yeah. and I think a lot of their stuff is of course timely but a lot of it is timeless it's so funny my high school girlfriend who I was just in love with when I was a senior it in high school, me. it was yeah, you. We you were much younger, and I'm so glad they didn't catch me. No, uh, I uh, and to be honest, we just held hands. We weren't really dating, but um, you were in fourth grade. Keep but, going. Uh, why not? Just keep digging this hole. Yeah. But she, More. I remember we were in the in the in the gym, and people were like playing basketball and stuff. And uh, um, uh, Low End Theory was playing, and uh, jazz we've got right. from the album mm-hmm. was playing, really atmospheric, very cool song. And she's like. I don't know how you can listen to this. And I was like, mm. like something in me just You're broke. Like, it's over. Yep. You know, <laughs> you no, no, gotta... I was stuck on her. She could have, oh. I, I'm sure it would have been like, no, it's not, I would, I know I didn't, I remember, but I would have in a minute would have been like, yeah, I don't like him anymore either. Do you still like me? <laughs> do anything. Oh, I was nuts about her. That's so funny. Oh. Uh, the next category is longevity. Uh, we're they were, still talking about. I mean, they put out a 2016. That's album. yeah. That that does a a good. Uh, you know, I mean, it was they were around for the 90s. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, their first album was 90. Last the love movement was ninety eight, so they were around and putting out work that people were listening to for pretty much that whole decade. Yeah, and then the fact that they were able to come back in twenty sixteen with something that was relevant and sounded great, uh, and people listened to, and it made a mark. God, now I'm just remembering that uh, my boyfriend also listened to Del the Funky Homo uh, uh, Homo Sapiens. Yeah, as well. That was like I know Joe is what giving me a, yeah exactly. I'm like you know Del. Else? You don't know Del. I don't think I know. <laughs> He's with yeah. hieroglyphics. Yeah. Like Souls of Mischief, <laughs> casual. This is uh, this. It I feels know, like you're fucking with me. No, dude, Dell is incredibly up, okay. The, the fun, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. He only calls himself yeah. Dell now, but uh-huh. um, <laughs> he he's got some good songs. Uh-huh. His voice kind of always annoyed me a little bit, but like, are you t- are you telling me, dude? I gotta get Adele. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, you do. All right. Yes. I can't believe dot 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 I, record. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay <laughs> next, I just was like, I can't well, you know, Mr. Dabalina, that song, right? I don't know that Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina, that song. I don't know that I do. Okay, that's a pretty good jam. Yeah, but uh, uh, so just uh, were you guys doing Benita Applebaum? It's adjacent it to Benita uh, sound, Applebaum. Yeah, it is yeah very, very. But it's adjacent. faster. Yeah. Next category is innovation influence. I feel like we've 
kind of already yeah, talked about. Absolutely. It, but it was just that, like, yeah, obviously this was coming in with like a new sound and a new approach and very innovative and certainly very influential. Uh, they have so many very public famous fans who are more famous than them, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, from uh, Kanye to Pharrell to uh, Outkast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anybody, it feels yeah. like, <laughs> Every, who yeah. wanted to do, who, I mean, I bet they inspired a lot of people to pick up a mic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, cause it, it provided a, a certain level of, of accessibility where just like how you see someone who's who's kind of effortlessly funny and people go, oh, I could be a comedian. I can do that. And it's like, no, you can't. And it's right. kind of like yeah. watching like Q-Tip and Five. Yeah. Uh, they, it seems so natural to them. They seem like they, that's just how they talk kind of thing. But it's like mm-hmm. they put so much work into yeah. it. And uh, they, they were like every people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, and then you look at them. You're like, I can flow, and it's like, no, you can't. No, not even, not not even a little bit. (laughs) You cannot. Uh, Last category, perhaps the most important category. Does my mom know them? Does she? And she does not. Yeah, I don't think my mom knows Tribe either. My mom is at my house right now. I can text her. And that's maybe the biggest hurdle for them. Yeah, is like that. Mom recognition, yeah. that like that general right. recognition. That is right. If you can't break through that, you might have a hard time. Right. Yeah, I don't think my mom is going to know them. And my mom is pretty cool. A <laughs> little bit of irony I just thought of. Public Enemies in the in the uh, hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Tribe has a song called Pubic Enemy about uh, uh, sexually communicated diseases. Well, ah. yep. well, boy, howdy. Yep, first album. <laughs> Uh, let's do our verdict. Oh. Should Tribe be in the hall? Will they be in the hall? And when? and when will they be inducted? Kristen? Girl, you know that Tribe Call Quest <laughs> should be in the hall. You also know, I think they're going to be in the hall. Mm-hmm. I think that it, we got some hurdles to get through. We've got to, I think it's not going to make sense, the order in which, but I do think that Oh, gosh. Now, here's the thing, because they could get on the ballot and not get in because of that mom factor, because of the recognizability of them to Mm -hmm. the hall. So when the hall gets a little more diverse, I think it's going to take time. You know, I want it to be sooner, but I think we're looking at 10 years. I want it to be sooner, but I really do. I think we're going to clear out some others. I think like Eminem is going to be in before they're in. I think so, too. Now, here's the question is, will Kid, Kid Rock be in before there? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? I mean, like, yeah. that's, they're like, you never fucking know um, mm-hmm. with this weird uh, institution. So I think I think we're looking at closer towards eight, eight to ten years. Okay. Very much specific. Much to my chagrin. Um, and that's that what I think. Great. Matt, what do you think? I think, yeah, I definitely should be in. Uh, I'm, I'll vote with my heart. I say they will be in. Mm-hmm. I would go... And this is based on literally nothing. <laughs> five years. Okay. I would say five years in. Uh, and because I just had a, a, a terrible thought that I will share uh, that it's sad, but I think the fact that they lost a member helps them. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, yeah. I honestly, if I Tupac agree. was alive today, I don't think he'd be in. I think Tupac is, is was an incredibly talented person, but uh, some of the people we've named is just like should be in before he is. I'm not saying he shouldn't be in. Yeah. But, he he would have gotten in, but maybe not this quickly. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's what I'm saying. And uh, although I'm like, but, what would Tupac be doing today? Like, what oh, would as soon he, as I said that, yeah, I was like, like, what would he look like? I'm like, what would, would he like, look like? What kind of music he, would he would be Would he be like kind of paunchy, like Busta? Is I now? think no. I think Chris Rock said this, and I agree with it, which is he'd be on Law and Order. 
You are so fucking right. Like he'd oh, be on NCIS. Genius. And also because he's a great, genius. and he's also such a great, he was a great oh, actor. So true. Too. He was a good actor, but like that's where yeah. a lot of those guys wound up. Yeah. Well, not that he was a good actor, like he was a good actor, but he was an actor. Yeah. And that's one reason he was such a good rapper because he can mm-hmm. inhabit that In character, that character. So much. Yeah. yeah. You know. All right. Uh, I think that they absolutely should, and I think they will. I think once you get past the those like again those like iconic what will probably be FYEs like Jay Z and Eminem, the the groups that are coming after that and LL LL needs to get in. It's mm. weird because he's such a foundational guy, right? And um, he rocks the bells and he rolls them exactly. <laughs> you take a muscle bound man and put his face in the sand. It's weird given how famous he is and how our moms yeah. know who he is, but he has still struggled to get hey, in. Speaking of, my mom texted me back, guys, and she said, "Nope." Yep. Yeah. Just as we suspected. Yeah. You know what? I'm not even. I didn't even bother texting my mother because I'm sure yeah. she doesn't. I'm sure I would. I would be like, you know, when like Jam Master Jay was murdered, she was like, "Wasn't he in? He, you liked his group, right?" Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the thing is, I think Tribe will be one of the first groups once we get past those, like, obvious, like, more slam dunks. Yeah. It's like, after that, then it's like them, and it's like, I think, Wu-Tang. Yeah. Uh, Outcast. Outcast. Yeah, Out- Outcast, for sure. Good they they will probably get in before Tribe. Biggest duo of all time in hip-hop, without Yeah. Anything. You could, I mean, you could make an argument uh, beyond hip-hop. Yeah, no, without so, a doubt. You know, yeah, they're so iconic and yeah. potential. And you I'm know like what? Somebody no, out there is just repping for Dipset right now. They're very mad. <laughs> sure, that, the Furious does. Um, but I feel like, yeah, Dipset's way too cool to yeah, even I be know, considered. Yeah, yeah. And too much. They're too they insane. Will never, I know. That <laughs> will never too happen. Insane. That will never happen. Uh, I think that they're going to be in duck. I think 10 is about right. I, they might get on the ballot before then. I could see them being on the ballot and not getting it. They've been no. eligible since 2016. Oh, wow. wow. I, I would still stick with five because the zombies are in, right? Mm-hmm. Zombies are in the it Hall of Fame. Yes. They got years. in this year. Yeah. Mm, good right? point. How many because years? They were eligible okay, for well, about then 30 years. Okay, well, then it's probably more to your point than mine. <laughs> and it, it probably will be 10 years because they are, in a, in a, like, certain ways, I, the, the tribe is like the zombies are the kinks. You know, they're not, the, they're not as big as the Beatles, but there are people that are like, Oh, but have you heard them? Holy yeah. fucking shit! Yeah. They are secretly the best, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. They're they're not the Stones or the Beatles, but they're like look yeah. into this. Yeah, shit. they're very much the Kinks, mm-hmm. I yeah. believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, how long did it take the Kinks to get it? They FYE. Oh. Yeah, but that's also but the, that's like right in the, in the pocket of yeah, <laughs> of absolutely. what you're looking for. We both said uh, in the, the same voting thing, in the bag in the pocket. <laughs> they were in the satchel. <laughs> um, so I think let's say they get in. Let's say Tribe gets in. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious which members get in. There were only really, I mean, you induct Q-Tip, Fife Dog, uh, Ali, uh, Shahid Muhammad, the DJ, and then uh, Jerobia. You throw Jerobia in there. Yeah, sure. He's in the group. And that's that's essentially, the, um, you don't throw, con- he, Consequence was never really a part of Not Tribe. Really. Uh, and I think those are the four that you put in. I don't think there's really much discussion there. Right. Who inducts them? Who gives the Whoa, speech? Good question. Pharrell? So, yeah, I, I, when we talked about the influence, the names like Kanye and Pharrell, yeah, Andre 3000, like those wow. are... I got to say, I think Kristen nailed it. I think it's Pharrell. I think it's Pharrell, I think it's Pharrell because, because of massive, massive popularity, mm-hmm. uh, recognition for the young and the old. Uh, but imagine and, if they could get Kanye. That's, yeah, I mean, my I, which God. Which is like, that. then it becomes a question of, is that too far for the hall to reach I, or, yeah. or to I, acquire? It, and, and also, is that is that a giant pair of dice to roll 
because yeah. him getting on stage and going, I nominate me. You know, like, hey, yeah. man, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, he'll be in before they're in. Ooh, I, I wonder. Think. It'll be close. What's his nominee? When when is he eligible? Well, when was his first album? Was it like 2004? I forget. Mm-hmm. That's around right, there, right? So then it would be 2029 mm-hmm. or 2030. So He's an FYE for sure. If, the thing is, though, but what about if we've if, come that far at that yeah. point? You know what you I mean. wonder about the if the hall hasn't imploded and, and stopped. Like, if they weren't just like, yeah, no, we don't like how it diverse. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, I <laughs> yeah. want you know, like, okay, let's see. And th- there's candidates for uh, inducting tribe. Yeah, like, college dropout was 04. Okay, so it would be it would be 2030. Uh, so yeah, we got some time. Busta would be fun, but like I just think he's not as famous as they want for those uh, inductor speeches. Mm-hmm. And then like I know there, there's there's some weird choices too. I mean like Chappelle would be uh-huh. interesting. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's true. It doesn't have to be a musician. Oh yeah, we've yeah, no. plenty of like comedians, radio, television personalities have done, um, been inductors. I, I th- Jack White was on the 2016 album. That would be. An interesting. That would be a choice. very rock hall move. But that would also yeah. it feels like erasure <laughs> yeah, to, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that definitely erasure. <laughs> Speaking of erasure, will they ever get Latifah was part of that crew, uh-huh. the native tongues. Crew. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, so in Black Sheep, they were yeah. also in there. She is hella famous. But Queen Latifah is like, yeah, super famous. That that would be an interesting yeah. choice. All right, let's say they get inducted. What three songs does Tribe play? They play Kick It and Scenario for sure. I would say kick it for sure. Um, Scenario is maybe too many people. No, it'd be so great. And then they get everyone. They get a whole bunch of new rappers be, on stage to come fun. out with them. That's and great. Have yeah. Busta there. And yeah. That's have an my excuse thought. You get Busta unite. out there. Sure. And then you get like then you get whoever's the hot new young rappers out there too. Like you I, really yeah. just like set it off. Maybe you get some women. <laughs> I'm just like that. I think can I can I kick it makes a lot of sense, uh, especially from that first album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we the well, people and, is, you know, an, is then an you start choice. cutting to yeah, the crowd. Yeah, I would, I would say we the people to make it like yes. a full arc, like to end to mm-hmm. end with because it's so powerful. Yeah. But I I think they would probably start with it and then end with can I kick it? Cut to all of old white people going yes you can in the audience, sure. making mm-hmm. embarrassing rap hands. Yeah. See like, Yon Winner go <laughs> yes you can. Yeah. Like I think that that's. To me, that's that's the that's where the shot is. I also think Tribe is uh, they could easily do a medley. Yeah. Yep. For Cause, sure. Because like songs like "I Left My Wallet" and "Benita Applebaum" are repetitive, but in a medley, you put little bits in. You'd yeah. be like, "Oh, I like this that. is cool." Fun medley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fun. Award tour, I think also. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they they could really they could put together quite a set. Does anyone stand in for Five Dog? I think, you know, uh, they just they get whoever's young and cool to do it or they get off the street <laughs> or they get like cool. a Kendrick. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like no, they, I know get, exactly they mean. get somebody either like a legend to do it or they get the like next generation to do it. That's what That's I a think. nice idea. No, yeah. But I think even if they just play a track, play the, the track of him doing it and, and they they unfurl, do a similar thing. unfurl a picture yeah. of him. Sure. That's, that's really you know. sweet. Yeah. Uh, if they get inducted. Will you go with us, Maybe Matt? Michael Rappaport <laughs> sure. inducts them. Why not? Oh, and you know what else? I think... Oh, when, Rappaport they, is an interesting... <laughs> if they, that's, yeah. If they play... If they just play Fife's thing, like what Q2 is, he's like, everyone rap along. And everyone raps Fife's part. Yeah. And then we cut know, to Jan Wenner. Mumbling and like looking around like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly. 
Well, if they get inducted, we'll we'll see you there, Matt. Sounds good. Thank yeah. you for thank you for being a part of our show. This is fun. Great idea. Uh, yeah. Where can we uh, where can we find you online? Anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, just uh, mattbronger.com for all my tour dates. I've uh, got a bunch come, still coming up this year. Uh, you can uh, stream my special finally live in Portland on Amazon Prime for free if you have Prime, and uh, my podcast uh, advice from a dipshit. Is uh is going now? Pronger <laughs> is a fun follow on social. Highly recommend. Oh, thanks. Absolutely. You too. Uh, you can uh email us at rock rockhallpod at gmail at rockhallpod on Twitter. Yeah, Subscribe girl, to us. You know it. Do it. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Written review us five stars only. If you're leaving a review because of this episode, uh, in the body of the review, you should say uh um, what was it? What was that weird guy's name? Oh, Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. Oh, yeah, yeah Dell. <laughs> yeah, work in Dell or Funky Homo Sapien into your review so that yep. we know you listened to this episode. Uh, thank you to <laughs> thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo, Yusu Kim for the music. Uh, thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. Thank you to Joy Divine for the equipment. And thank you to Chad Briggs and James Patterson for letting us record in the home that I share with them. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you again, Matt. Thanks, dude. I'm Joe Pozzala. I'm Kristen Studdard. Who cares? About the rock call. We don't believe you, because we the people are still here in the rear. Yo, we don't need you. You ain't a killing off good young nigga move. When we get hungry, we eat the same fucking food. The ramen noodle. The simple voodoo is so maniacal, reliable to pull a juju. The irony is that this bad bitch in my life. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.